This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about a non-Naughty Dog Uncharted game and what you'd want from it. Discord being on PS5 almost and of course snowbike mike the master of hype has played gt7 in psvr2 we'll have all this and more because this is psi love you xoxo Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing, that's Janet, that's Mike, and I'm Greg Miller. Of course, you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. There you can watch us record it live. Of course, you can get it ad-free, and you can get dozens of monthly episodes of exclusive content only on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. However, if you have no bucks tossed our way, it's no big deal. Support us with the Epic Creator Code kindoffunny on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, Fall Guys, wherever you can input it. Go ahead and do it. Uh, of course, you can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the post show on youtube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe each and every week. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by Grammarly. But let's start with a PSN message from you. Hey, everybody. What up? Hello. We're all here. We're all doing the thing. What's Snowback Mike? Mike's here. Yo, I'm here. We sent Bless to the X-Cast yesterday. Yep. Today, X-Cast sends us Snowbike Mike. Hello, Mike. Thank you yeah, for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. It's always exciting to hang out with Janet. Shout out to Janet out there. And, of oh, course, thanks. Blessing, the, uh, the new faces of video games. And, of course, you, Greg, in that sweet This Is Awesome sweatshirt that I love so much. But it's going to be a great day. I'm excited to talk about PSVR 2 and, of course, Gran Turismo 7 and VR. Well, before we get there, we need to talk, start with that brain starter thought starter get percolating in the old mind spheres they say i had a can of coke today we'll see what happens okay uh two weeks ago ladies and gentlemen the drink yes <laughs> thank god <laughs> i didn't have a can of cocaine <laughs> hey, i don't know Do they man. sell it in that volume i don't, I don't even know, know they man. Make... legalize it two weeks ago blessing and i <laughs> were here on psi love you xoxo all by ourselves and jack martin wrote in and wanted to set the rules for trophies and for you mike trophies Mm. You'd know them as achievements. Yeah, thank Xbox, you, thank right? you. Yeah. Uh, we began drafting the Ten Commandments of Trophies, and I said, I will leave three slots for you, the kind of funny audience, to tell us what you want, where you want, and how you want to be. So what we have so far are these seven. Then I will read you guys the ones we got in, of course, at kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y, where you can write in for free. Uh, and we will decide what will go on these Ten Commandments. All right, Mike, you understand the rules? Yep, got it. Number one, every game on the PSN has a platinum trophy. No more this little game doesn't deserve it. This little indie doesn't deserve it. No, we don't need that. Number two, multiplayer taste test trophies. So not the, if you got a multiplayer mode in your game, it's not get to level 1,000. No. It's, hey, play one match of this one. Like Naughty Dog did it. Hey, play one of these. All play right, a deathmatch. Exactly. Play team deathmatch. Exactly. Play capture the flag. Then you put in the add-on DLCs, right? 
because that's what we say. Number three, of course, multiplayer is big time in the DLC trophies. That's what you do. And they, don't, they can just be add-ons. They can be there at launch. They don't have to be a literal DLC, but just that they have a little separate list if you really want to go above and beyond. Beyond. Uh, number four was one from the one, the only blessing at Oye Jr. Who said, "Have fun with trophies." What did that mean to you, Bless? Uh, you know, it's, it just means that like trophies can be a way in which you can add in a little bit of life and humor into the world, right? Like if you're playing, if you're playing <laughs> to the world, to the world, right? <laughs> and, uh, the example I gave that ended up being a false example, but I'll use it anyways in Assassin's Creed. There was one where you can like climb on a statue and if you like hang from like the statue's dick yeah. you get like a fun p- little piece of dialogue yeah that could be a fun trophy as well trophy yeah exactly like trophies don't have to be hanging a, brain that would have been it right there it's it, done bronze exactly <laughs> that, that would have been it it's, i think th- stuff like that is way more fun than hey get to level five get to level 10 get to level 15 sure. i think adding in more creativity and fun is a really good thing for your trophy list we put in here number five speak to a variety of play styles don't, you don't have to play one way. You don't have to do this, but go ahead and you know get in there. Try it. What about this? What about that? Try some parry and don't do the parry. Don't make it all parry. Don't make me parry 1,000 yep. times, Mike. I don't want that. Don't want that. Number six, no difficulty trophies. All right? None of this play it on easy, hard, medium. No, no, no. Play the game how you want to get it. Get your little your fake trophy and have fun. And then number seven, accessibility options don't affect it. This is one we've talked about before with our friend Steve Saylor, of course, the blind gamer. Uh, you know, he wants to play a game, but if you go in there and turn some of the stuff on, in the past, lots of games have been, well, this will deactivate your ability to get any trophies. Lame, we don't want that. So that then leaves 8, 9, and 10 open. Janet, you weren't here, and it was a heartbreaker that day. That was the day I needed you. You weren't available or whatever. Yeah. I don't even remember. We didn't book you. I forget why. But you're a trophy person. What did you think of the list? I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I think everything can kind of encompass my biggest pet peeve with trophies, which if you follow me on Twitter and see me screaming at anyone reading the Colts of the Lamb hashtags, the try <laughs> like for me, variety of playstyles kind of covers that, but I hate the try hard trophies. For some reason, the most casual roguelike, road light, whatever game ever, Colts of the Lamb, is like, oh, take no damage I hate it. in these bosses. I hate it. Why did you do that? And sure you can cheese it a little bit here and there, but now I'm out here in an RNG hell. And I, it's a hell of my own making, admittedly. I could walk away, but why should I? Why should I have to walk away? Are you still, are you still committed? Because it was breaking my heart. I saw that trophy years ago, year, years ago, month ago, uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm never going to platinum call it the lamb, and that's a heartbreaker because mm-hmm. I love the game, and I know you love the game just as much, if not more, than me. And I saw you out there putting in the work. I have yet to delete the game, so I, okay. I would still like to try to get it. I have done three of the four bosses but the one that i have left is really hard because he it's the one with like all the knives coming out of it and it shoots projectiles like and sure if you like are good at eyeing patterns you could probably do it but there's also like little enemies everywhere in these boss battles so really the only way to do it would be to like cheese it where you put on like the gold cloak and then i get an um, a weapon that has so much damage that i can just knock you out in like two three hits it's like how i did all the other bosses i already have it on easy like i'm doing everything i can but like at this point i'm kind of hoping they'll add in like more accessibility options that will just (laughs) make it so i can get it and literally i am the only thing that i can think of because i'm like i'm not gonna get good enough because you have to also then not take damage on the way there because to beef up the weapon to do more damage it's like every enemy you kill five percent extra damage buff but if you get hit it goes back to zero so i have to run through these rooms untouched to hit this boss it's just it's too much and like i don't want to let it go because i felt like you know i'm like i think i can can manage doing some of these and after i did like one two three of them i'm like i got it i didn't realize the one i had left is like the hardest one and now i'm just like frankly i'm gonna just restart the game and on a new save and try to do it that way because the enemies the first time you like beat the boss when you come back like 
the rooms are a little bit harder. So I'm hoping the rooms mm. the first time are on easy will be easy enough for me to beef up whatever weapon to get whatever damage. But now it's like, what am I really doing here? This isn't fun anymore. So I'm just kind of like, but it's to that point where it's just annoying now, whereas yes. not only is the gameplay annoying, the ability, the fact that you have this one trophy that's going to nag at you forever is annoying. I know I it well. I regret ever dreaming, you know, that was my mistake. <laughs> Why did I ever try? The amount I, of times knew that I was like, it. when you told me about the trophies, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna get this platinum. But then like, what irked me is I have a hundred percent at so many of the other things naturally in the game. Yeah. Like I got all the little achievements. Like I did a lot of the side stuff. Sure. I don't want to play knuckle bones, but who does, right? Like everyone wants to be Gwent. No one's Gwent. Anyway, I'm stuck here. And if these commandments were abided by abode, I don't know the past tense of abide. I wouldn't have this problem. So as I said here, three spots are open. We have five submissions from the audience that I narrowed down. Oh, so many of you wrote in, of course, kindoffunny.com slash PSILOY. Thank you so much. Five submissions. And then, though, maybe an addendum to one of the ones we've already read, Mike. We'll start there, all right? Maverick with a Y writes in and says, Trophy rule from last week's show. No multiplayer trophies. I know Greg wanted it as a multiplayer taste test. However, as someone who rarely subscribes to PS Plus, it's irritating just to have to subscribe to get a platinum. Wow, I never thought about that. I never thought case. about that either. Okay. I never thought okay. about that. You're kind of you're trying to you're kind of gating it behind there, right? Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think I agree with that, especially for games that are single player focused. I, and it's weird because I think we get less and less and less and less games that have a single player mode and a multiplayer mode. Like they're out there, but mm. it's hard for me to name ones off the top of my head where we've gotten recently that have. Both yeah, it's an there. old. It's a callback, right? I yeah. am thinking of an Uncharted three or something. Yeah, no, and I think if that's the case. Yeah, as a developer with your trophies, you got to choose which one is the priority. If single-player gaming is the priority here, then yeah, don't do multiplayer trophies. If multiplayer is the way this game is supposed to be played, yeah, yeah the, throw them in there, right? That so then the what about then where we amend number one to, you know, number two, I'm sorry, to be multiplayer taste test trophies if MP. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, uh, if yeah, it's meant to be a multiplayer experience. Yeah. As the multiplayer guy here, it's kind of funny. And of course, when we look at the other side with Xbox, you know, we talk about Sony really being those narrative single-player driven games, right? I actually like the idea of multiplayer trophies, right? I'm encouraged by that because if I'm playing a multiplayer game, I would like to work towards some sort of achievement. And so it is tough to be like, oh, let's just turn them off completely. I think the taste test was a nice touch there. I mm -hmm. think the taste test is fun and maybe you elevate that if it's more multiplayer focused, but doing away with them completely does kind of turn me off just a little bit because I do want to chase something. We'll the keep them there. We put the if, that'll get it done. I like you know that. what I mean? If it's like a single that. player, then yeah, don't worry about it. But- here are your five submissions to fill this third spot. I will read them all. We will decide which ones we are picking. Mm -hmm. Sean Russell writes in and says, for the Platinum Commandments, how about if your game has collectibles, either have them on either have them on an in-game map or don't require me to get every single one. So he just wants a percentage of them or an easy way to find them all, which I respect. Could be after the yeah. fact. I always like a game that has an item that will like show stuff or vibrate at the end, kind of yeah. like a mm -hmm. Uncharted Nadine and Chloe's story, which I always, I always forget. Lost Legacy, Lost Legacy. Remember, one, yeah. you could get the you get that bracelet, and it would shake when you were close to stuff. And also, you you also liked you know retrying just the level, not replaying the whole entire game course, to get a certain ones. Of course, so like, chapter. You no, know, we're gonna have that. Let's add chapter selectors, right, Greg? I would okay, prefer that. Okay. Jack Martin wrote in and said, "Thanks for reading my question last week. That started all of this. Here's my one remaining suggestion: no missable trophies. 
Yeah, that should probably be top three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a very important one. Well, say save it. You got you got three more to hear. All right. Fair don't just, don't, okay. you don't, don't cast all your votes just yet. Steven writes in and says, My number one rule after recently getting the platinum in Returnal is no trophies tied to RNG. That isn't fun. It must be the easiest type of trophy to get bugged slash glitched. The platinum in Returnal was fun overall, but the last few were annoying, all because of a ran- the random nature of the game. That makes sense. That's good. Solid. I don't like it when yeah, I have to wait for something to appear. I would have loved to have Platinum Freedom Wars back in the day. But, you know, you had to get all my guys buffed up to whatever. And so I had to fight this one monster and chop off the very specific arm. Oh. And the thing I needed was only to drop one in 16 times. I'm like, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm not about that. The Returnal example is the exact reason why I never even thought about getting the Platinum in Returnal. Yeah. If it didn't have any element of RNG tied to the, tied to trophies, yeah. I would have act- at, uh, at least tried because I love that game so much. But, yeah, seeing that, I was like, no, I'm good. JB Money writes in. Tekanafunny.com slash can It says, one rule for a great trophy list is an on- if an online server closes down, all online trophies should auto-pop. <laughs> I love that. Oh love that. There yep. should be no unearnable trophy slash platinum. It's my biggest pet peeve. Janet, that got a laugh out of you. Have you been burned by this before? No, I just think logistically, how do you... I mean, I guess you can do whatever, right? Like, you can, like, code in whatever to happen, but... I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit that's weird. That's like that's so you know? into the weeds of trophiness. You know what I mean? We can't even get our developers to realize they can have a platinum mm. to be that we're shutting our game down and our servers down. Yeah. So you need to add a line of code that if you get to the main menu and hit start, it's like the servers are shut down. Also, I think bing, you're asking bing, for a little bing. too much, even in this hypothetical scenario that we are creating. And then Drew Sun writes in for the final submission that could possibly be on our trophy commandments. All trophies should be possible to achieve in one playthrough. They can be super mm. difficult. It can be locked off till post game, but it's got to be possible. Don't force me to play your game multiple times to get the platinum. It's a surefire way to make me not even try for the plat. It's not fun and it's not creative. Mm. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think Look- the chapter select is what I like for, for that idea. Yeah. Because that gets me around it. I can go get the collectibles I missed. You know what I mean? How we did in Last of Us Part 2, right? Like when I was like, oh, okay, that'll be easier. A good example the opposite way is like Dead Space. Where I did my fun playthrough, and I was like, "Do I want to platinum this?" And I was like, "Oh, impossible mode. Oh, I still got to beat it again, and then again, I'm not playing Dead Space no. twice yeah. more." Yeah. I mean, Miles Morales, I think, did the same thing, right? Where yeah, you have to beat the game on New Game Plus. It did. It did. However, you skip the cutscenes, and Miles Morales is like a three and a half hour game. Not that that's, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's just that's longer. a lot of time. Yeah. That's it is. time it could be using to get the yeah. other trophies. Like I hated that aspect of, and it, did Spider Man did the same thing too, right? Like, not the not the first Spider Man. No, they really? added New Game Plus as a DLC, so it was or okay, it, cool. an add on. So it was an add on trophy. All right, that's fair and fine. But yeah, New Game Plus, like, no, I don't know anyone who was excited to run that trophy. The only thing you hear when it gets brought up is that, oh, we just have to take that long, though. And even that's like multiple hours. Sure, like, it's not fair. enjoyable to do. And I don't think we, like, I think part of the ethos of trophies is that you kind of gain something out of doing them, whether it's, you know, more of a completionist run, you see more of the game, you think of the game in a different way, you have a different interaction with the mechanics. Like, I felt like I don't get anything extra out of playing New Game Plus in Miles Morales, a game that is already not difficult. So it's like, okay, I'm souped up for something that was already pretty easy to get through. I'm getting through it again without watching anything. Like, it just, it feels yeah. very needless. It's very chore-like. That also, it ruined my trophy run of that game, where I still, I still need to go back and actually platinum that game. But it was, for me, the thing of, I'll play th- I played through that game the first time, as I was playing through it, doing a lot of side stuff, right? Like playing the game the way I naturally would. And then I took a break, came back, and I was like, all right, let me do the new game plus thing. Okay, cool. I finished that. Now I got to do the same side quests and stuff to then get the completion of stuff. Like it it splintered off how I wanted or uh, doing all that stuff in a clean way where I think having it be the way that Spider-Man 2018 was where it is, hey, 
you don't have to replay the game. Just go up and go go out and clean up all this stuff. Makes it a lot easier to I figure it out. Uh, I feel I've talked about trophies for quite some time in my life. So we have three slots. I'm going to let each of you pick one to add to it. So, Mike, we're going to start with you. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Remember, Sean wrote in saying if you have collectibles, in-game map, or don't require them all. Jack said no missable trophies. Steven said no trophies tied to RNG. Uh, JB Money said online trophies should auto-pop if the game shuts down. (laughs) And then Drew said all in one playthrough, achievable in one playthrough. Man, these are all great recommendations and suggestions from the, the, uh, the chat and the audience out there. For me, I'm going to lean to no RNG. You know, I think the easy one for me is to go with the one playthrough. I am, you know, Greg, I like to call myself a man of the people. And I think a lot of people have limited time and they have a lot of games to play. And for me to replay Spider-Man three different times or even twice is too much to ask. right? And so I do want to lean on that one. But I'm going to go with RNG because I can make these two make the difficult decision. I do agree with that, right? There There should never be a doubt on... Do I get this special drop? Do I get this special pull from some sort of boss? It should be very straightforward, cut, clean, and dry. That's how I want it. So I'm going to add that onto the list. Janet, you weren't here when we assembled the first seven, so I'll let you go next. What would you like to see added? All right, I'm going to go with no missable trophies. Jack Martin. Specifically because, yes, from Jack Martin. Specifically because I was looking between that and achieving one playthrough, and I feel like missable trophies covers some of the pain mm. of inadvertently needing multiple playthroughs because mm. one thing of the game makes you do it and even then it's like not the worst thing in the world and it's such a rarity but missable there's nothing worse than like if it doesn't have those other things built in in terms of chapter select or whatever and then you have to rerun the entire game and it's like do i delete the save do i not do i play on a different thing it's a it's a mess so i'm gonna go no missable trophies all right and blessing for our 10th slot and our 10 commandments for trophies what do you want to put I'm going to go with Sean, <clears throat> Sean Russell's um, submission about collectibles, oh. right? Having them either on an in-game map or don't require me to get every single one of them. Um, for me, that second part is the more important part here, right? Where I understand not every single game even has a map to uh, make that happen. But at the very least, I love the idea of collectibles in a lot of games. I don't think every single uh, It's such a popular thing to make it a, hey, get all your collectibles in order to get uh, this trophy. And I don't think that's needed. You know, I think that's the easy way to go with it. I think you can find more creative ways of get a few of each collectible, right? Or find different ways to motivate the player, the audience to want to go out and hunt things, uh, hunt things down like that. Well, I've amended it for you then. So your final 10 commandments for trophies. What's that, Mike? You guys have 10 great ones. Can I add just a little small one onto it? That's Satan's work. Give them to me early. Let's have some fun. As Blessing put, let's have fun. Uh, Nothing feels better than starting a game and being rewarded early. I think somewhere in there, give them to me early should be a conversation, right? It feels good to get a couple going early. Sure. I don't want to wait late game. So that's just my one, like, add that way down to your box. I'm playing a game for a review right now. I had to check my PSN profiles. It hasn't sunk. Not that it would matter because yeah. you'd see it on PSN profiles. But it was that was that thing of, like, pretty much out of the intro cut scene. Pop! Like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's oh, go. No, I feel good. Yeah. I'm in the game. Let's have some fun. Let's see what's up. Uh, your Ten Commandments look like this for trophies, not for life. Uh, number one, every game on the PSN has a platinum trophy. Number two, multiplayer taste test trophies if it's a multiplayer game. Number three, multiplayer uh, is big time in the DLC. That's where you're putting it, your add-on trophy list. It doesn't have to be tied to your real platinum run-through. Number four, have fun with trophies. Number five, speak to a variety of play styles. Number six, no difficulty trophies. Number seven, accessibility options don't affect your platinum number eight no trophies are tied to rng thank you steven number nine no missable trophies thank you jack and number 10 thank you sean and the uh, the editor blessing eddie Oyo jr if your game has collectibles don't require me to get every single one of them 
Ladies and gentlemen, those are the Ten Commandments of Trophies as read by P.S. I Love You XOXO. But for now, let's go to topic of the show. Mike, I'm jealous of you for a number of reasons. Your general winning personality. Thank you. Your yams. And then, of course, now the fact that you've gone and actually played PlayStation VR 2. It's been strapped to your face. It has been. It's sat on my face. You, of course, are an X-Bot. You oh, yeah. have uh, a blood feud with PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. this turn you around and make you believe in the dual sense? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, I was fighting those triggers while I was trying to go. Oh, shut up. God, I hate uh, this guy. Janet, let me tell you what, real quick, Janet. They handed me that controller in the moment that I had to fight that thing. I was like, oh, man, I forgot about this already, you know? Oh, my oh. God. Immediately turn. Don't you have like an Xbox Elite controller? Don't you like set the triggers to be harder to pull? And yeah, stuff, but that, stuff like that's that? just the pull length, bless. Okay, it's not right. fighting me at all. It's all not right, fighting me. <laughs> that there's some bad crazy. blood brewing already. What right. I want to know, even before we get in for the preamble, what was yes. your PSVR experience before this for number one? My PSVR, of course, I splurged as many of our kind of funny best friends audience knows. I splurge on many things, and I had the PSVR. Uh, I loved games like Firewall Zero yes, Hour. We played did. a lot of that. I really enjoy multiplayer games in VR. I think that's a really cool thing. Of course, you have games like Beat Saber. You have other games, but those are really just kind of my touchstones. I didn't play much on the PSVR. I found the headset to be, I don't want to call it weighty, but kind of boxy on your face sure. and real hot, yeah. right? Hot, and then if you let it collect dust, it got like kind of this mix of like hot, dusty, kind of it just didn't feel right on my face. And so I didn't use it as much as I probably should have for the price tag, but sure. I, I had a fair amount of fun with it. And since then, you've moved over to Quest, right? I've seen Correct. you playing that. I, I am a big Quest guy. A lot of people here at Kind of Funny know that I am a believer in VR without the cord. This is something I've been yelling at you guys about when we talked about PSVR 2, that this can't have a cord, right? VR in the future needs to be cordless. It elevates your gameplay so much. Sure, it deters from the power that you could have coming off your PC or console, but the freedom you feel coming off of that quest is truly one of a kind and it is how PS or VR needs to be played. Well, you went in. Yep. You went to the mothership down in uh, San Mateo there to play some PlayStation games. What did you think of PlayStation VR 2? Oh, okay. So we're going to talk about the headset first. Am I allowed to talk about that? I, you played a game on it, okay, right? Okay, let's talk about it. The did headset? they say you couldn't talk? I mean, oh, bizarre as fuck. <laughs> I went in for DT, you know what I mean? I don't know if I can just start splurting it out. But yeah, I was actually really impressed by the headset. Actually, yeah. this was a big turnaround from the PSVR 1. This is something where if you are going to jump into this, and we'll talk throughout this conversation about the headset and where do we stand, but this is impressive. This is a very lightweight piece of equipment that is going to rest on your face. I really like the adjustable headband. I liked how you can adjust the actual face mask itself up, down, a good tilt on it. They have a nice dial that will actually move the lenses to fit where your sure. eyes sit on your face. It's really impressive stuff that you get to see. And like I said, it was lightweight. It felt good. It didn't feel hot and heavy on my face, which I really, really liked. And the one cord sitting down, mind you, I didn't get to stand up and play the Beat Sabers and dance around, but sitting down, the cord is going into the back, so I didn't really feel it. And that was something I was impressed with. I didn't feel the weight tugging on one side of my face at all, which is something that I really appreciate. And so for the headset side of things, I came away impressed by it. And there's some really cool features in this that I really, really liked. Mind you, I didn't get to use the uh, controllers at all. 
But on the headset-wise, they have this haptic feedback feature that I was really impressed with. This is something we've talked about on the PlayStation controller, right? And now to add it into this headset really elevated the gameplay specifically for Gran Turismo, right? If I bumped into a wall, I would get soft rumbles right above my eyebrows. Oh my God. And I thought that was really, really cool because not only is it going to elevate the gameplay and make it kind of fun, but it, they were also saying it's kind of centering you and getting you back to like, hmm. hey, you're not in that VR world. You're still here and present. Help Might help uh, motion sickness for certain people, which I really appreciated. And it was fun, right? It's not overbearing. It's not going to just rattle your jaw all the time. But when you do feel it, you're going to smile and go, oh, that's a pretty cool little feature I like there. So walking away from the headset, I mean, the resolution looks good inside of it. I was impressed by that. The lenses looked good. Each eye, I mean, it performed. The frame rate was there that I wanted to see. I was impressed with this walking away. Now, of course, the price tag, where you stand as a consumer, that's a different story. But as of right now, with this one experience, I liked what I saw. Okay. So then get into it. What about GT7 in it? <laughs> Let's talk about GT7. Woo! What a fun time. What a great experience to take, you know, Sony's flagship racing game and put this into VR. The big selling point right here is simple. It is the full game. It is all the tracks, all the modes, all the cars in one free update the day that PSVR 2 launches. And I think that was the big one right there for me, right? I came in and reviewed GT7 with all of you. I gave it a four out of five. This is a great racing sim. And the idea that you're going to get that total package Minus split screen, because you can't do split screen in VR, everybody, just so you know. But I'll take you know, one eye. Everybody gets one eye. <laughs> one eye yeah. right? But honestly, the whole package coming in a free update with your headset is a big deal to me. I think that's a massive win. When we talk about buying a headset and now i got to buy games on top of that, you get these small wins. That's a big deal to add to your catalog, your library, to justify that purchase and sure. get you going on games. And GT is the perfect test case for that, right? You get a free update. And it's everything. And it is impressive. The game looks really good. It runs really well on the headset. Mind you, I only sat there and played an hour of it. So I got Still, that's about a fair three races and a whole lot of VR car showroom. Bless I got a question to jump yeah. in, in there with. Because you say it looks good. Yeah. How good does it look as somebody who's played a lot of GT7? Right? And you reviewed GT7. Yeah. We're talking about VR with the power of the PS5. right? We're talking about GT7 yeah. for VR. Does this look as good as GT7 on the PS5? Blessing, it looks as good. Now, I don't wow. want, I'm not saying like we're two inches from a 4K TV, but when we go into P, uh, PSVR 2 GT7 showroom and you and I are walking around the car, we are looking at the car, you can see the differences in the different fabrics moving into the interior, looking at the dashboard, the gauges. You walk out, you can full 360 around every car and you can see the paint shimmer and shine. You can see the reflections on the opposite sides of the car when other people are passing you. I mean, this was a very impressive looking game in VR. Something that, you know, when I look at my MetaQuest 2, it's very cartoony. It's very like, hey, we're in the metaverse type vibe. That's where you get a lot of that. It didn't feel as ground. It, it felt more grounded. It felt realistic. And that's what I was really impressed with. And when I talk about the game looks good and runs good, there I am racing on the Nürburgring, right? And I'm purposely slowing down in a convertible, looking all around, looking at outside of the track, looking at the fans on the side, looking at the track itself and just how good it looks. And every car coming by, it was cool. I would track them in each mirror, right? I would see them on the left mirror. I'd see them on the, the back mirror. And then all of a sudden, I'd see them on my right mirror about to pass me. And it would go from, you can see them, so now they're in my blonde spot and they're passing and it looked good doing it, which I really was impressed with. 
Hey, Mike, it's Greg Miller from kindoffunny.com. Uh, this morning, on uh, time with the embargo for your uh, preview of this, a PlayStation blog went up, and they put in the, you know, the bullet points of, ah, oh, it looks amazing, and it does this. They wrote this one. I'd like your feedback on it, right, as somebody who's actually used it. Head tracking is a game changer. While it may sound unremarkable on paper, being able to freely look around during a race with your view untethered uh, from the front of your car provides tangible benefits, both in terms of performance and presence within the virtual world. For example, while driving into a sharp corner, it's possible to look beyond the immediate turn to the rest of the track and plan your next move. This is one of those intuitive, quote-unquote, real-life driving behaviors that feels somewhat uncanny to experience in-game. Would you back all that? Oh, 100%. I'd back that. I was really impressed because they said move your head around, right? And my head freely moves all around there, right? I could get up closer to the dashboard and see the gauges moving. I put my head out the window and I was outside of the window of the car, right? I'm not tethered to just- I think it's illegal. The, <laughs> the haptic <laughs> feedback started to <laughs> put hands on in your face. Very, very cool, right? And you can fully 360 look all around you and the full car is there, everything is detailed. And so, yeah, being able to move with your head anywhere you want and cock it left or right when you're looking at cars in the showroom is really, really impressive. So, yeah, I, I'm very, very pleased, impressed, and blown away with what I saw. Janet, do you have something to ask? You've been, uh, you're away from us, and I'm, I can't look at you as easily this show. No, it's all good. Um, having actually got a hands-on with it, do you think it's going to change the trajectory of what you expect for PSVR 2? You know, we've talked a lot on this show about feeling like this might be sort of dead in the water, just in, from a marketing perspective, from, like, a hype and library perspective. Do you think this tech could surpass expectations in terms of that? Or is it going to be like the coolest thing that PlayStation takes an L on since the Vita? Oh, man, Janet. Okay. Uh, you know, for me, I look at this and I think a lot of people that are into the VR world will really be pleased. I think the casual audience will look at it and go, if you experience this, you'll go, oh, it's just more PSVR, right? I think the catalog is what's going to carry this. Because mm -hmm. to me, it felt like I was just putting on the PSVR all over again, just like any common headset, right? And it's like, Okay, what do you got? Show me and prove to me that it's there. And the tech inside of the headset is there. It looks very good. It runs very good. It is light on your head, right? But on the flip side, if it's only Gran Turismo 7, can I really walk around and tell my friends you got to buy this day one? Outrun 6017 yep. writes in to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y just like you can for free and says, could GT7 be VR be a system seller for PSVR uh, 2? Shouldn't PlayStation market as... as shouldn't PlayStation market it just as much as Horizon considering it's a first-party game? Should they be marketing this? Yes, 100%. Do we know that racing titles are more of a smaller market when it comes to the giant gaming audience? Yes, 100%. So I think there's a balance there. But right now, GT7 is a great addition to it. Uh. Day one, I need you to prove to me that you got five guaranteed great games in the chamber that are up to that level and, of course, more and onward rights. But right now, my worry is, is you buy that day one and there's limited, exp limited experiences that will not be pushing the tech forward like GT7 is, right? You have the Horizon game coming. That's going to be cool and pushing it forward. But am I getting a Moss Book 2, right? That's already been out, right? Am yeah. I getting games like Cosmodius Firewall High, already, already out? out. <laughs> that's, that's my issue is you're getting what's a new? One How are you what, selling What the bat, this? baby? Let's go. Let's that's go. Again, that's going to be dope as hell. But the headset itself is very impressive. Is it... Is GT a system seller? Absolutely not, right? That is not the mm. one thing you're spending $500 on or whatever this price tag sure. is, Five right? Fifty. So that's my issue here is what is the catalog? The tech is there for sure. I can stand by that. I'm impressed by the tech, 
But if you don't have the catalog to back it up, that's my issue right there. What do you use to control? Because you, you said you didn't use the VR control. Yeah, so in my three races that I did, I used uh, two races were with a driving wheel. So they had a lot of like big time, hey, we're GT diehards here. We're going to race on the racing wheel, which was very, very fun. And then on the opposite side, I raced one time with the controller. And I'll tell you, as someone... With the regular DualSense. Regular DualSense. Oh, and as okay. someone who has, of course, I don't own a driving wheel like that. I don't get to do the high, like, class high racing end. games. For me, it's like, oh, the controller felt great, just so everybody's aware. Like, that was still a super fun experience for me. You don't have to go drop another $1,000 on a high-end racing wheel, as you said, Greg. Like, the controller will do just fine. And so I had the DualSense in my hands in a controlled great. I think the adaptive triggers, of course, as much as I hate them, played well with the game, right? Like, I brought up the haptic feedback on the headset. The triggers playing with the push and pull of the gas and the brake played really well with the game itself. And when I hit a sick drift, bless, when that HD rumble kicked in on the controller and my head is out the window going sideways, it was a fun experience. Now, of course, by the end of my hour, you know, I felt bad for them because I was in a hard sweat. So I don't know how many hours you're going to get out of a VR experience, right? Like for everybody, mileage will vary here, but I was sweating by the end of the hour and probably wanted to turn it off. After. Snug slacks writes in kind of funny.com slash P S I L Y and says, Hey guys, as someone who really wants to drive in VR, but got nauseous five minutes into drive club VR, how was your experience with GT seven in that regard? I'm just curious if the updated resolution and refresh rate will help with any of that, unless you've never had an issue before, of course. Yeah, I think that's the catch snug slacks is I haven't had an issue with VR since I first tried it in 2015, right? So yeah. all of my experiences now I feel really grounded in and feel great playing my MetaQuest 2 and having fun experiences there. This one, you know, I'm giving kudos to the haptic feedback up top. I don't know if that really was the defining factor to ground me and make me feel like, hey, I'm still present. I'm here on the ground. But my whole experience, I did not feel sick. I was in it and having fun the whole entire hour. Just sweaty like a pig. I felt bad handing them back the headset. because they Now, was it because it you, your them. adrenaline was spiking or it got hot on your face like you were talking about? No, before? I think it's just a hot room, right? We're in a smaller okay, okay, room. Okay. It wasn't well ventilated. You know, like, the, I think factors outside that. I was the eighth person in there. So it's just a hot situation yeah. there. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funky. Uh, was the headset, like, sweaty, though, then when you handed it off? Like, no, how nasty no, was they, compared to... They cleaned the it very PSVR well, Jane. They, oh. But I mean, like, well, no, I didn't know oh. it didn't get sweaty. But, like, you know how we talk, you talked about, like, yes, the heat PSVR 1 getting, like, that fog and everything? Like, what was that like taking it off? Did it look disgusting when you handed it over? Uh, uh, <laughs> of course, there were sweat droplets on the top of the headband. But, no, it, they, when they first handed it to me, Janet, it felt light. It felt cool. It felt airy on my face. And that was a big difference from that first one that felt more boxy on your face. If many of you remember, it felt like it was boxed up. It felt like it wasn't touching down here, if you really remember. You right could look there. and see that like light bleed exactly. by yeah. your nose yeah. and stuff. This one had a really cool feature where you can kind of like move the headset, tilt it up or down to get it more snug on your face. Nice. And it felt like I was really getting on that. And it still didn't feel like, oh man, I'm like sweating bullets from five minutes in. It felt light and it felt good on my face. That sounds good. Cause like I, I used to play a lot of Beat Saber on PSVR just for a workout. And after what, 45 minutes of playing Beat Saber, it would be like a sauna in there. And yeah, oh yeah. My, I, like, it'd be, my own like sweat and a fucking like uh, water droplets in my headset would be burning my eyes by the time I take it off. So everything you described there actually yeah. has me excited to not do that again. You talked about the head tracking being a game changer and more real or whatever, but Edwin writes in and asks, does the VR experience intuitively make playing the game easier? 
Between the new controller's high frame rates and the ability to look around with ease, does it make the simulation aspect more approachable? Oh, that's interesting. You know, I don't know because for me, whenever I play these racing games, I'm usually in that out of cockpit behind the car Third view, person. right? Like it's a grand, like Grand Theft Auto because that's what I grew up on, right? So I'm more used to seeing more of the track, seeing behind me and controlling it like that. Being in the car, of course, now you have different cars, right? The first one I was in a convertible, I could see everything. The second time I was in a Ferrari and looking through the windshield was this small and it's covered up on that side. So it made it more difficult, but... I think there was really cool moments that I couldn't get out of just staring at a flat screen television, right? Sure. Like when I hit that drift and I was moving my head with the car and vibing with it and feeling it, that's, you know, once in a lifetime, you can't get that out of the flat screen. So I think that was really, really special there. Do you plan on playing more of this at launch? Have you, are you getting a PlayStation uh, VR 2? I'm not getting a PSVR 2 at launch. You know, I think the catalog will speak for itself. Uh, for me, as like the Xbox guy, and I don't give much love to my PlayStation, sure. I would wait probably a full year to see what the catalog is. But if I were to get one, this would probably be the first one to two games that I'm booting up guaranteed. Because back to, again, has every single car. That's 400 plus cars. Has every single track, every single mode. I can play multiplayer with you three here on the PlayStation team and still be in VR, right? Which I thought was really cool, right? I'm not in some segregated team over there where it's just me and 11 dudes in VRs, right? It's like sure. everybody's together, and so you'll never know, and I think that's a really fun experience, right? And it's a free update, which is the big driving factor for me. We're going to talk about the catalog, I'm sure, you guys over the weeks. What is Horizon coming in at? Is that a $60 title, right? This is free, so I can just jump into it. I need more of those to get me to win over, but I, I will not be buying this or buying a headset day one. Uh, I will use my meta for the time being, because I liked that price tag before they had the price hike. I like the wireless capabilities of this. And so I'm going to stick with this until, you know, maybe it's in the office and I get to test it out. Sure. 60 bucks for Call of the Mountain for her. Tough. Wow. I, I mean, thought you were going to say $60 bucks to test it out in the office. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got to make our money back on these investments, yeah. Janet. All right. I pre ordered yeah. the gush darn thing for the office. We got to have it ready to go. Um, I understand and i hear you but keep in mind you will have to buy a playstation vr2 for ghostbusters rise of the ghost League. oh i love that I, and yes it's on meta but i don't yeah, think yeah. it's probably gonna have crossplay. so i need okay. trophies you need to suck it up no, no. great anyway, why don't you play on meta what why don't you play it on trophies we need trophies i just fucking stutter bless uh, uh. you know what i mean i will do that with you greg but i'll tell you is firewall coming back yeah, they're doing. I forget what's the. It's name? a sequel. Yeah, but it's yeah. got a name and everything. Firewall right? uh, two. one hour. <laughs> okay, so if that team wants to call me up and need some help, like you know, previewing that game, that's a big deal. To Firewall me because Ultra. Firewall Ultra. Is that's a game that I have. Firewall Ultra sixty four. I'll tell you, Janet. In all my VR days so far, I have not found an experience quite like that, which is the tactical Rainbow Six four v four shooter. Right, like you get a lot of Left for Dead experiences. Right, I'm playing one game on MetaQuest all the time with my friends, which is just Left 4 Dead in VR. But you don't have that, hey, it's 4v4, it's an actual multiplayer game, and we're trying to win. I loved that experience and what Firewall oh, yeah. brought to that, right? And I loved having the little air gun that we had, right, with all the lights That's going to be the it. hardest part, right? Is like, I, I'm so stoked for these new controllers. It yep. sucks you didn't get to play with them. Yeah. I really want to know how they feel and how they, and I know Tam played when he did his hands-on for us. Uh, but like, I'm excited to have those and play with them and yada, yada, yada. But then when it, for Firewall, I want the, I want the, the move gun. wand yeah. gun uh -huh. that I had. I forget the name of it or the sharpshooter is what I'm always going to call it. But you know what I mean? I want that damn thing again. I hope yeah. they figure something out there because that was so much fun to play that way. So yeah, games like that, you add that to the catalog, you get me more excited and we can have that conversation. But... 
being the free update, that's what I'll end my part of. Free update is a big deal, right? Day one, it will be there at the launch of your PSVR 2. If you own GT7, the free update's live, ready to rock and roll for you. You should be off and racing right away at no additional cost, which is nice. Mike, do you have any closing hands-on impressions? Because we have one question from the Portland Kevin okay. looking forward to on PlayStation VR 2, but I don't want to cut you off if you have something else burning you want to say about the headset, the game, anything like that. No, hit me with it. Hit me with the Portland it. Kevin writes in with a question for all of us and says, if the PSVR 2 is in fact being treated like the PlayStation Vita at the end of its lifespan and it's just releasing with little fanfare, how long do you foresee Sony supporting it? Should we even expect connectivity to the eventual PS6? Uh, that would mean that this platform would only be supported for about five to seven years at best. It's hard to jump onto the VR bandwagon, even though the tech is supposed to be very cutting edge. Wow. Mikey, wild. do you worry about the support for the PlayStation VR 2? Yeah, not based 100%. on just on what you've seen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, not just like, you know, not coming right off of day one. Like, my worry is more just like what we've seen in the general world of VR, right? When sure. we look at this, is like they come and go and iterations come and they elevate. We've known that a lot of VR headsets are tied to PCs and the power of that. We don't get to see many on the console. Really, it's only PlayStation, right? Xbox and Nintendo aren't doing that like this, except for the Labo. Of course, that. Can't never forget the lab. Uh, but yeah, my worry is, is how many miles do I get out of this? Definitely as a consumer, I'd be looking at that going, how much is this price tag? What games do you have day one? Do I really know that the PlayStation team and these studios are behind this? How much are they going to rely on third parties? Why am I not buying a MetaQuest or their competition in other VR spaces if I'm just going to get the same third party titles, right? Like I come to Sony for great games. You go to PlayStation because there's great games, there's great franchises, and you believe in the teams that are making these incredible experiences. And if they're not going to be the ones to make these experiences, then why not just buy a headset that is equal or lesser price that's going to play the same third-party titles, right? So I need Horizon. We need some sort of Last of Us. I, you know, I'm calling out a lot of call-ins, but like I need these teams behind these franchises that we know and love to make great experiences. And if they don't, yeah, that's my biggest worry because I do see this. I mean, I don't want to be the one bringing the bad news, but I do see PSVR 2 never being talked about, let's say, five years for sure. I don't think we will speak about this anymore. It will be dead and gone by then, and it will be a flash in the pan, which is too bad to say. Blessing, defend PlayStation's honor. I mean, I, I don't think I can. <laughs> right? Like, I, Classic I, bless. I think Horizon Call of the Mountain is going to be a, a big one for PlayStation first party to support. You know, we got Gran Turismo, and then beyond that, beyond yeah. what are we, what are we going to get? You know, I, I look at, it, I looked at Insomniac because Insomniac is a publisher that has done VR stuff in the past for other VR platforms. I think it'd be a slam dunk to maybe have them working on something. Yeah. I think it'd be a slam dunk to maybe have uh, Sucker Punch working on some sort of uh, Ghost of Tsushima thing, or even if it's not Sucker Punch, at the very least, a Ghost of Tsushima IP thing being worked on by a studio that can do vr you know i think being able to spread the playstation ip love over to the vr side would be um big for the platform and it would get a, a, a little bit of juice behind it but the thing i worry about is is there going to be enough support from both third parties and also enough support from the audience showing up and picking up vr to where playstation feels like it's still worthwhile to have their first party studios working on vr right working on a platform that may or may not have people there if people aren't there as playstation they're going to go all right, let's get back on the PS5. Get back on the base the base console. Let's actually make let's actually allocate our resources to stuff that's going to sell. Uh, that's the thing I worry about the most. Um, and with that, right, I I think I I more so go to like three to four years before I'm like, oh man, okay, is anybody talking about this thing anymore? You know, are we still is this is this still in the conversation? That's the thing I worry about. 
Janet, is he wrong? No, uh, which I hate to admit when Blessing's right, but you know, <laughs> it's one of those days. Um, but genuinely, yeah, I'm in the same boat as Bless. Like, I'd be, I'd be happy if that was in a genuine conversation we were having by the time of the PS6. If of will it have support and the desire from the community to even have that support, I think we're very much set up to have what we had for PSVR one, probably worse, honestly. Where it's like, does it work on PS5? Yeah, technically, if you like ask for the dongle to come in, which I did, I did order, and then I proceeded not to use it just because I'm like, it's my right as a consumer. But I didn't play my PSVR <laughs> on my PS5. I did want the little dongle though, just to feel like you know I was included. But that that was the way of that um, peripheral, and I think this is set up to be the same. Um, and it definitely is discouraging hearing that. The numbers aren't they're kind of like not changing the numbers for what they're like producing in well terms remember of what playstation refuted that playstation refuted that okay so well then i take that back but i don't have a lot of confidence in it especially because like mike brought out it is such like a niche already um so yeah it, it's gonna be hard either way um if they don't have that first part support because that really is what we're looking for and like i'm gonna be there regardless i hope that they're there as well because it sounds like the tech is there so hopefully the experiences are there as well and it becomes a staple in the culture of ps5 when we look back on the console if that could be a genuine piece of that conversation i think that would be a win but i don't really see that happening yeah uh you know not to be the dead horse you guys have already said it so eloquently and we've talked about in this show and games daily and yada 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 but i hope i'm wrong I love VR. I had a great time with PlayStation VR. I love my quest. I'm excited for Ghostbusters VR and for Firewall and for uh, Horizon, like uh, these games, and playing Moss 2 and and even doing uh, Walking Dead that I've put off and I've waited for trophies for, right? Like, I'm excited for those things, but I'm not like... It does not feel like we are on the precipice of launching the PlayStation 5. It does not feel like we're on the precipice of launching the PlayStation Vita. It does. I mean, it feels more like what the PlayStation Move was, which was like, okay... And then we got the games like, oh, this wasn't good. Again, if we get it and Horizon Call of the Mountain is the same level as Uncharted Golden Abyss, we have a problem. Like, and I think it is the fact that when you look through the launch lineup they put out with all their windows and the ports of old stuff, the updates to old stuff, like where are the new killer apps and they're not being there? That's alarming. And I think it is alarming, of course, that I don't think Sony PlayStation First Party has a Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch, Insomniac game on the line. I'm sure at least some of those studios are working on stuff, maybe hopefully, but I can't promise you they are. And that does make it alarming of like, well, what is the future of this? And again, it feels like a, a product that was plotted. We talked about this the other day, plotted by a older PlayStation that the times have changed. The industry has shifted. We are in a far different place in 2023. And they feel like it feels like they got to this point of like, well, we're past, we can't, we're point, we're past the point of no return, get it out there and make some money off of it and show the world what we've been working on. Cause we are proud of it. But don't expect a return on it and don't expect this to be uh, uh, invested in and, you know, recoup anything down the line. So, yeah. And just to add to that, right, like you and I, we did Iron Man VR, right? And we got yeah. to meet the development teams over at Camouflage who are like experts at VR, right? Like I'm not over here yelling that Naughty Dog of all people should have their dev team on it, right? They're talented in a certain way and what they're doing. For we sure. are looking for talented developers to buy into what this PSVR 2 is. And hopefully, we share the IP. You said it so well, Bless, right? Like, I'm not looking for Insomniac to make this, but I am looking for them to team up with the camouflage-type caliber of, we are the best VR-type team. PlayStation's coming in, and they're bringing in the Sony IPs that people know and love, and we're making something special, right? Because that's where it's really going to come down to, is the best development teams meeting the best IPs in the business to form this unity that we need for this 
headset that we're going to justify to sell to people, and we're not doing that. It's going to be a big miss. And what's interesting about it, as you talk about that, right, is like, you know, uh, somebody like Camouflage teaming up with Insomniac. Well, Camouflage got bought by Meta, right, because Meta was trying to make VR mm -hmm. games. And so you've seen a bunch of other developers who have made VR games in the past not make VR games anymore. Like, VR games are not booming right now. And so to launch a new VR thing and try to get developers in there and entice them, I think PlayStation has to put money behind them to get the exclusives for it. And I think if you were doing that, if I was Jim Ryan, I would be announcing that and talking about that. Of course, if I was PlayStation in general, and I really believed in PlayStation VR 2 and thought it was going to be this big deal, wanted it to be a big deal, I would also be talking about PlayStation VR 2, which we've commented on the fact that they're not really doing it, but we are at the recording two days into February, and the first embargo is left for GT7. So we will wait and see what the rollout for uh, PlayStation VR 2 will be, and we'll cover it here on PS I Love You XOXO. And of course, over on Patreon.com slash funny on Patreon.com slash funny you could watch us record the Gamescast live. You could get the show ad-free. You could, of course, get... You could be right there. Right? You, I said Gamescast indicating like reviews that will come in the future. You could be like the Portland Kevin, Matthew, uh, DG Mayer all over there watching us record this episode of PS I Love You XOXO Live. And also, they're over there. And guess what? They're getting dozens and dozens of bonus episodes of exclusive content all on Patreon.com slash funny. But guess what, Jack? You're not on Patreon.com slash funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Grammarly for sponsoring this episode. From essays to emails, Grammarly's communication assistants can help you write with confidence. Grammarly is a must-have for every student. Best of all, it's free to download and works on all your favorite devices and apps. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using Grammarly for years, and Joey specifically is a huge fan. She says, and I quote, Grammarly is used with everything. Emails, tweets, even writing our weekly schedule. Sometimes my brain works faster than my fingers and it's nice to have a second set of eyes. The free versions of Grammarly offers comprehensive writing suggestions, a tone detector, and a synonym feature, all to help you proofread your work as you write. So you can be sure it's mistake-free and polished before submitting. Grammarly Premium comes with advanced features like clarity full sentence rewrites, which flag and rephrase hard to read sentences. Premium even comes with plagiarism detection from essays and projects to emails and presentations. Improve your grades this semester with Grammarly. You can sign up for an account today at grammarly.com slash kind of funny and get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash kind of funny. Grammarly.com slash kind of funny. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blessing. Greg, what's happening this week in PlayStation? I want to start off by talking about what the heck is going on with Uncharted. Uh, this last week, uh, uh, Neil Druckmann talked about how Naughty Dog is moving on from Uncharted. I'm going to pull from Vicky Blake at Eurogamer who writes this. Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann has stated that the studio is moving on from Uncharted. In an interview with BuzzFeed, he explained, quote, For us, Uncharted was insanely successful. Uncharted 4 was one of our best-selling games, and we're able to put our final brushstroke on that story and say that we're done. We're moving on, end quote. Following this, and this is not the article anymore, this is me, uh, we got a new ad from PlayStation uh, that could maybe hint toward Uncharted or something else. Uh, this is Ethan Gotch at Kotaku, and as I read through, Barrett, I have the link to the ad that you can pull up as the video. 
Sony may have just teased its next Uncharted game in a new commercial about a supposed end to the PlayStation 5 console shortage. In between vignettes for announced games like Spider-Man 2 is a brief clip... Spoilers! Of, uh, spoilers. spoilers! Spoilers for spoilers. Uncharted 4 about to spoilers. hit, ladies and gentlemen. Spoilers! This is your chance. I always I see the comments An all the time. An almost eight-year game. It doesn't matter, Barrett. They get mad no matter what you spoil. <laughs> also, the Legacy of Thieves collection came out. Go, go play it. Go play it. Uh, there's a brief clip of a woman carrying a torch through a cave, and fans think it might point to a new Uncharted game starring Nathan Drake's daughter, <gasps> Cassie. <gasps> a post over at the PlayStation blog even says that the new PS5 ad, quote, hints at the breadth of extraordinary experiences, end quote, available on console, and goes out of its way to dare players to see if they can, quote, spot all, again, spot all the game references, end quote. The woman in the cave, who at one point can be seen blowing dust off a mysterious artifact, appears to be only part of the commercial that doesn't uh, appears to be the only part of the commercial that doesn't correspond to a currently announced or released PlayStation exclusive. So my question to you three, is Uncharted a fair guess for what this is? Janet. I mean, I think it's a fair guess. I don't know if that if that is what this is. Um but certainly just because um you know, they said they're done making Uncharted games doesn't mean that someone else can't make an Uncharted game. And I mean, we've talked a lot about will there be more Uncharted? Do we want more Uncharted? Oh, God, do I think that's what this is? I feel like if I have to pick one, I'm going to say no, but I don't think it's like a wild guess to have. And um, I feel like I was talking about this the other day, like on Twitch or something. And I mentioned it's kind of like if you know are familiar with the Bible, that story of God will never destroy the earth with water. It's like, why do you add the with water part? Like it's like <laughs> it, fe- it just kind of feels like you're there's something that remains. So um, I don't know. I'm going to vote no. But if this was Uncharted, that would not be shocking at all. It would be more shocking if there wasn't a new Uncharted game ever down the line, I, and I feel like I won't be comfortable that Uncharted is fully done until we've had like a lot of years, just because it is such a beloved IP and you've seen plenty of studios pick up IP like this. Like it, there's definitely money to be made, I think still on Uncharted. And for that reason, it wouldn't surprise me if a studio wants to take up the mantle and have their own spin on that series. Mike, is this a, this a fair guess for Uncharted? A hundred percent. I think that's a definitely a fair guess. It's pretty interesting. Cause I see these PlayStation commercials and I'm, rewind back to the day when they had everybody in the boat right reminiscent of the historical painting and it's like that's just their vibe though right like strive for greatness or like find greatness whatever the one i put out there a long time ago right it's like that's their vibe and so seeing that shirt maybe you could put it over to uncharted but in all honesty it could just be them discovering new playstation 5s are now available because we haven't sold enough you know Mm -hmm. but for me uncharted is different right i always see uncharted that is a staple i want uncharted right and those style of games Tomb Raider and Uncharted are, you know, time to find. They're ageless. They're always going to be in the video game world, right? And my worry for me is I want more Uncharted, but if it's not Naughty Dog, does the team making it have the juice, right? And that's mm-hmm. what made mm-hmm. Uncharted so special was Naughty Dog figured out the formula. They took what Tomb Raider was before with these fun exploration third-person action adventure games and really dialed that in and made something great with an awesome story and incredible gameplay, right? Right. If the Uncharted legacy is to continue, right, without Naughty Dog, this team has to have the juice, right? Because if it comes out and it's just half-assed and not as good, that's really disappointing to me because I am a big Uncharted fan. That's what I come to PlayStation for. I love this epic adventure that we see, right? We look, guess who's making an Indiana Jones game, right, on the other side? Bethesda's team is making that, right? It's like people want these action type movies, these games, and I see Uncharted living for a long, long time, right? only if the right developer is there. And that was Naughty Dog. So that's my worry. 
Greg, is Uncharted a fair guess for what this is? I think so. It, obviously, there's a huge part of us hoping for it. I think that's a big part, is that sitting here hoping for it and wanting there to be Uncharted and reading The fact that they make the thing of, like, you get, get all the Easter eggs, the fact that every other part of that commercial is, hey, here is a PlayStation game. It's not a, hey, we're winking at the camera and it's just some random sword-fighting, you know, King Arthur-looking dude, right? That's the thing about it. And Baird here is showing Golden Abyss, of course, uh, which was a Vita launch game from Sony Bend. And I really think that, you can get around this and not have another Uncharted Golden Abyss, which, by the way, is a game I truly enjoyed. It wasn't the highs of the Uncharted series we've seen before. I think it went on a bit long. It used too many of the Vita uh, 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 novelties because it was a launch game. And I think that's the way that this one would succeed. I think the messaging, number one, of Neil being out there publicly being like, we've moved on from Uncharted. Not saying we've killed Uncharted, not saying Uncharted's a dead franchise, saying like we're Naughty Dog is moving on as a studio is interesting and also a great chance to pass the baton and not have it be a weird situation like golden abyss was golden abyss was really weird because it was all right cool sony ben's gonna do this but naughty dog's still doing uncharted and naughty dog's never gonna really acknowledge anything that happens in golden abyss and then as the years would show neither will playstation it will always be the bundle of the naughty dog games and it's like that was a shitty situation to put Sony Bend into, and uh, not a great, I'm sure it ruffled feathers at Naughty Dog as well, as they were still moving on and trying to do what they wanted to do. I think if you were to say right now, cool, guess what? Someone else is doing Uncharted, and it's not Nathan Drake. You really do get to start and be like, cool, you, we know it's going to be this adventure pulp thing, maybe, but I don't think it's going to look the same necessarily, play the same necessarily, all these different things, and it's like, that. that excites me. Taking off the the yoke and the baggage of trying to be Naughty Dog or Naughty Dog doing another Uncharted and giving it to a new studio and be like, hey, what is, like, in a sentence, what's Uncharted? It's, you know, pulp action pirating. Cool, that's the game. Make a game about that. That's all we need to do. And if it was, I would love, of course, if Drake was, you know, the Sully this time around or even just the hmm. phone call she needs help one time with. That'd be dope. See, that's what I want. I just want to be a phone call. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. Nathan, uh, Nathan Drake And I think to that's be way present. more realistic. And well, I get... call be like, Dad, come pick me up. Like, what <laughs> Just advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe, she, like, gets, oh, maybe she gets arrested. And, like... We opened up this urn <laughs> right, and all my friends are puzzle, possessed. What do I do? And I have the answer in my notebook, but... What, how do I how do I turn the thing on the left, <laughs> Dad? You know Latin. I need to solve this thing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I think I'm there too. I don't know. I, for me, with this ad specifically, I I'm not all the way in on the idea that it's Uncharted, but I think removed from the ad, all 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 signs for me point to I think we're going to get a new Uncharted game in the next five years, and I think it is going to be something that's not created by Naughty Dog, and I think Naughty Dog is going to pass the baton. We've had the reports talking about how an Uncharted uh, remake was pitched and that turned into Last of Us Part One. Uh, the other teams have talked. I think Ben was part of that. Of like teams are talking about um, probably possibly making a new Uncharted or at the very least being approached uh, in terms yeah, of yeah. making a new Uncharted. We know that there are rumblings about that. Uh, within PlayStation, we don't know what the movement has been, but I would bet money that for Naughty Dog, who I think really badly probably just wants to pass the baton because Naughty Dog is now on to um, different things when you talk about Last of Us, when you talk about the TV show for Last of Us, when you talk about factions, and you also talk about them possibly working on a new IP. There are there are um, uh, different things that Naughty Dog is doing, and I don't think they really have the time to and, and, and desire, honestly, to go back to Uncharted because they've seen such uh, success and such close closure with it. I think it would be easier to go, hey, we've brought up this PlayStation IP, we want to go do other stuff, but let's just let's give this IP to another studio to do to it's keep your, that alive. It's your time to go tell your chapters. Exactly right. I think something like that could be smart and also could be awesome um and especially if it is cassie or if it is just a different character i think either way that'd be fun but i personally would want it to be cassie i think that'd be a really cool way to do it agreed
Uh, next up for PlayStation updates, I want you guys to see predictions on what year we're getting that Marvel Wolverine game. Woo! I ask this because uh, this comes from Jeff Grubb. Marvel's Wolverine could release as soon as late next year. I'm going to pull from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Insomniac's Wolverine game is reportedly targeting a mature rating and could release as soon as next year. That's according to Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb, who shared supposed details on the in-development project during a live stream on Thursday. Quote, Hard R is what they're going for. That's one of the concepts that I've heard, Grubb said. I think an M-rated Wolverine could work. I think an M-rated superhero game could work. And this is probably the right character, end quote. He later added, quote, they will also avoid having any links or anything that evokes the Fox movies. Uh, they want it to stand on its own. I was trying to nail down the setting and have heard it will start before he joins the X-Men, which also makes sense for a Wolverine game. Maybe the surprising thing for me is that I've heard two different dates. I've heard as early as fall 2024, which would be wild. Insomniac is putting out Spider-Man 2 this fall. I've also heard internally that they're still very much talking about 2025. So let's not be surprised if that happens, end quote. The Wolverine game was announced during a PlayStation Showcase event in September 2021, as was uh, Insomniac Spider-Man 2, at which point, uh, yeah, at which point he claimed the title was in very early development. I want pizza bets. Whoa! <laughs> what year does Wolverine come out? I think if it's a pizza bet, you got to get the year in like the in a time period. Yeah, yeah, you want a window? Give me, give me what a quarter. You, yeah, what happens? Yeah, Who gets the pizza? Then yeah. what happens? I mean, okay, let's do let's do a quarter then. Okay, or a season. Three months. A season. Yeah, yeah. Three month. Uh, three month window. Okay. Okay. Am I starting? Whoever wants to start, I'll start. Okay. I think twenty twenty five, fall. So I'm going to say for fall, August through um, the October. Okay. That's what I'm saying. August, October. I think, I, and my, my prediction, and I was having a conversation earlier with Tim, but he, he kind of spooked me on this prediction, but I'm going to say it anyway. This isn't part of the pizza bet. Is I, think it might, I think it could get announced for 2024, and then it, it uh, gets pushed to 2025. I think, they, and I, I think that's them going for the same strategy with God of War, where they're like, hey, there's a chance we could make it here, but realistically, this is not going to come for another year. Now, my one question on this is, why did you make up your own quarter? Is that a is that a made up for? August is very we much a three, summer. We said three months. I was we said three months. Well, but I'm we're like, picking random. We're not doing it like by a quarter. Like well, he said, fall. is that a fall? Well, October, December. Wait, when October, October November, December. Cold come back because that's when fall wait, starts. When does, I think that is in August. Yeah, so does then, fall start late August? July, August, September. There's a lot of kids out there like I us that fall believe fall starts September. in August, and a lot of people. But you're gonna do that. You pull winter. What are you saying? Winter? Are you saying that's Q1 or Q? I think you should do that way. Q1 or Q2 or Q3. Oh, okay. So you want okay? You want quarters? Yes. Because I was in my head, I was going by seasons. He's going by the. But then you put months down. Yeah. Is that not fall? August is not fall. We just associate because that's when school starts. That's sure. Okay. Technically starts in the summer. September's beginning of fall. Sure. 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 Okay. Then um. Wait. Okay. So what? <laughs> July, uh, fucking August and September. Okay. Ah, uh, but see, like, I feel like there's a chance it comes out in October. That's the thing. Cause I want both September and October. No. But I guess by these rules, I can't have it. So I'll go September. I mean, if you want to just pick a fucking month, we can do that. And we get here's the thing: July through September. Just put it that could, down we, for this piece of bet, which doesn't make any sense and we'll never remember, even though I'm writing it down. Reddit God only knows where we'll be in fucking October, August, September of 2025. 2025. You know what I mean? I made so many pizza bets in the last two weeks. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Somebody keep track of all of them, please. Okay. So what are you saying? I'm saying Q3. Okay. If this is counts for Q3, July through. Three months after July, <laughs> September. <laughs> okay. 2025. 2025. 
Mike, I'm gonna go when- wild and go fall 2024 because there's something in the insomniac water i don't know what it is but they're pumping games out like crazy and i have to think back to when i was like oh maybe they'll show spider-man 2 and everyone thought i was crazy and they, they did show it which was even i didn't believe it because they showed something else like they they have a lot of content that they put out very quickly somehow so sure f it i'm gonna do fall 2024 and i don't even live there so Wait, i have so, nothing to lose so what is fall like what, what quarter <laughs> we need quarters i'm not sure is that quarter four like when what's what is what starts in quarter four like, when does quarter four start so october through december we'll leave it to the uh, audience she gets fall i can't get fall, <laughs> fall oh you can have fall you want fall i just want it fall yeah fine <laughs> you're getting fall yeah right like you do the september it's like that's the that's the fulcrum when month. we get to fall 2025 or fall 2024 that audience can decide what fall is mm-hmm. <laughs> god bless you in the chat trogs i hope you're alive when that happens you know what i mean Woo. mike what are you picking Christ. uh man i'll go for fun let's go with uh winter 2024 now <laughs> when you say How winter 2024 <laughs> are you saying just like what the holidays into you take the- your heavy jacket out winter 2024 i get the three months october november december okay cool that's yeah winter 2024 Oh, October's winter to you? Halloween well, is winter? Well, that's Q4, right? Wouldn't that be Q4 if it's going Q1? Is we're, January we're playing fast two. and loose with these if timelines. I'm seeing a lot of things you, in this guys, then, you know, October should be a uh, winter, you know? I'm going to be the Debbie Downer just to try to play the odds, and I'm going to say June 2026. Oh, my God. Greg, You're mad, <laughs> that's a long, that's I a long way away. Jeff Grubb as far as I can throw him, and you've seen how much hair that man has, all right? Mm. And especially, they haven't announced anything. He's heard they're trying for fall of next year. Uh, great. Good. I'm sure a lot of people are trying for that. They're not going to hit it. You guys to 2025. Like, well, we haven't announced a date. Why don't we just keep going? That's my, my okay. guess. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, well, so you're just going for the month of June? Yep. I'm, I'm just going, one month. And then what that means is I get double <laughs> toppings. <laughs> right? It's right, a double there. topping pizza bed. Wes right. says fall 2025. Janet says uh, fall 2024. Mike says Q4 2024. And I say June 2026. <laughs> this is so chaotic. <laughs> all right cool and just we, to be clear you know yeah fall starts at the end of september blessing just want to let you know just lump in the lump in the whole september lump it in just yeah. lump in lump the whole september in. we're nah, getting too okay with that, the end with of that. like when the leaves change you know september october but it's different everywhere janet yeah but we're all in the same state good point that's a good point <laughs> like, do the leaves even change in the state like do the leaves change in la they change they own it in illinois you said yeah no, What's sorry, in uh, LA, in LA, not Illinois. Yeah, yeah, the leaf, right? The leaves, the leaves change, right? It's hail, like there's crunch. Right. You walk outside. Did you order? When did you stuff. order this? Yeah, I have a mental yeah, link with Nick, and he knows. How do, he I beg each one of these motherfuckers to bring me a cup of coffee. They often forget, and I, I just anytime, <laughs> anytime anybody's getting I, anything, get me a coffee. I'm pouring a thermos if I'm yeah. not going to drink it at that moment. Fucking Jesus! What else happened this week in place? Poor thing, Kevin says a blessing on September. He has to give up December. I don't want December. Spider Man's not coming out until December. It's either going to be September or October. You drop these lame-ass Final Fantasy games nobody cares <laughs> you, you about. You don't get to have two hot months. You got to you gotta choose one hot month. Well, says who? who? Who decided Barrett, this? Barrett's in the pizza oven right now making the calls. All right? <laughs> Fair. Uh, next up, uh, the new PlayStation 5 beta is hot. This is directly from the PlayStation blog. 
they uh, detail the latest updates that are coming to PlayStation 5 uh, that are right now in the beta. But that means uh, they'll come to us soon. They're hot. Yeah, that means they're, they're coming to us soon. Join a Discord voice chat on your PS5 console. You can now join Discord voice chats on your PS5 and easily chat with your friends on most gaming platforms. Uh, to start, and they describe how to link yeah, your yeah, I was Discord. Say, I read that, sorry. Uh, I dropped this in really hot this morning. I didn't mm-hmm. like proof for you. There's a whole uh, bunch of other bullet points that are lame. These are the cool ones. Yeah. You can manually upload uh, game captures to the PlayStation app. Let's fucking go. Uh, you can now manually select and upload individual screenshots or game clips to the PlayStation PlayStation app from your PlayStation 5 console and then share them on social media. Uh, there's variable refresh rate support for 1440p. And then the big one, uh, you can now wirelessly update your DualSense controller. That's Hell finally. Yes. That's nice. Finally. No more grabbing a you random know, USB-C cable. We that did it! Was definitely meant for something else. I want you to tell, like, I think of myself as pretty fucking bulletproof when it comes to making you video are. game commentary. I know what I'm talking about. And when I fucking tweeted one day, I'm like, well, well I fucking hate having to do it. It's, it's typical gamer or some bullshit like that. Or like, you know, having to do And everybody's like, not an Xbox moron. <laughs> We've had this for years. Like, ooh. I didn't realize you guys were fine. I, were, the, were the problems? <laughs> It turns out that's the true. That's true a lot of the time. We're the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. there's better battery lives out there, but I don't. Nah, I don't. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. We don't talk. I said stuck. I don't want. I said I don't like um, the double A batteries for controllers. Yeah. Let me tell you, the internet hates when I say that. Yeah, <laughs> the internet apparently loves double A batteries for controllers. Yeah. They do. They do. They I never really like that option. My favorite option. was one time where I said that, and then <laughs> Phil Spencer was like, "Isn't that hard, Greg? Just get some batteries. Just put the batteries." Speaking of updates for PlayStation, right? PlayStation Plus February games have been officially confirmed uh this month you're getting destiny 2 beyond light evil dead the game ollie ollie world and oh. mafia the definitive edition great month great That's month what, i mean coming from the xbox side of things well we are looking at games i gotta look them up and go what the hell is this mm. yeah for, for the king that game <laughs> that game sucks compared to ollie ollie world okay this is a great lineup of games right here this is really good oh, yeah. mike what if i told you it's usually like this okay well let's not go with <laughs> usually like this is it usually like you're getting destiny 2 beyond like that's that's the new one right that's the thing they're launching right no that's um no. that's the last, last oh, the new okay. one is light fall light fall i love this is how it usually goes okay stop. <laughs> it's usually pretty good it's usually pretty good barrett loves mafia and i never played it so yeah. i mean i already have it oh mafia is very good janet loves i started Ollie it World. yeah and i started mafia but i never finished it i started on um a uh, I got I got a copy from GameFly back when I was trying GameFly out, and I just didn't have time to finish it. But now I can. I just shotgunned somebody at the altar. <laughs> <laughs> they don't fuck around with the mafia. Uh, and then alongside the announcement of the February PS Plus games, Sony confirmed the PS Plus collection will be discontinued on May 9th, 2023. <gasps> but you can claim the games before then, yes. and then have them. But you as have long to do it have... through a PlayStation Five. People have said yes, and you have to to. Okay, let me know if I'm understanding this correctly. You claim them, but to actually play them, you do have to have an active PlayStation Plus account. Yes. Sounds right. Oh maybe. man, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I because that that's correct. how that's how like it's one of those. I saw works. people flipping out about it, and I was like, number one, I can't believe it's been around this long. I thought for sure this is something they would have turned off in 2021 after a year of PlayStation Five. Like this is just a reward for buying it and having it ready to go, and because this is like you know they're like the library of like what was it fifteen thirteen? It's like the P- starter pack. PS4 the, like, games. Oh, yeah. okay. This isn't any of the PS5. PlayStation Plus free games you get every month. This yeah, was yeah. the big drop of it. You cool, could do. cool, cool. Okay. And so if you haven't done it or haven't been able to, I get it. But now just find a PlayStation Five through your friends and log in and claim them all, <laughs> claim and you're all. done. It's over. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's interesting. Why wouldn't we just live them on in perpetuity, right? You know so that I mean? you'll like, buy them and probably buy the remakes of them. 
I guess. Yeah, you know so you won't hear it one more all, time of like, why just, would I buy Last of Us Part 1 when I have it for free from the thing? Why do they sound like 1920s village? I don't know. We have to sell Batman. Is it worth it to buy the other one? Well, there you go. Anyway, redeem okay. those I, I games. believe there are probably, I think most of those games, if not all of them, are on PlayStation Plus Extra. Okay. okay. So, so, I'll take a look. I'll take. You a said that me. during the show the other day, and no uh, one corrected you? No, but yeah, nobody right. corrected you're me, so right. I think oh, I'm right. Okay, you're bulletproof. Yeah, <laughs> come at me. Uh, and then lastly, for PlayStation updates, MLB The Show has a date. Uh, this is George Yang at IGN. Sony San Diego announced that the game will launch on March 28th, 2023, for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. MLB The Show will, be headed, uh, will also be headed to Game Pass uh, on release day for what the third year in the third row? year in a row, yeah. uh, big deal. Of course, you have the Bash Bros here, Mike and Baird, who oh love MLB the show. And uh, yeah, this has been a blessing, right? This mm-hmm. is coming from someone who loves sports games, has been on the Xbox side. I've been struggling with baseball games. I mean, I'm playing RBI baseball, I'm playing super mega slug baseball. They all suck, and we were blessed <laughs> to finally have someone in San Diego bring us. The absolute we, best. We had 2K game. for a couple of years, all uh, right? Mike? That is true. That is true. It was but a 2K baseball game? There was. Oh, there yeah. was. And oh. they used to offer a million dollars if you could pitch a perfect game. Online. Wait, was that them? I uh-huh. always thought that, that was going to be the show. I no, remember no, that. Did anybody ever do it? I think one dude did it. I think one dude did it. And his wife yes. like watched him do like 700 games. It was like, you got to stop. If I remember shoots. correctly, 2K was the one that was around for a while. And then MLB, sh- the show came in and okay. then like stole the thunder. Yeah. Stole yeah. the thunder. And then 2K kind of like fizzled out. Cause after. I remember watching, I remember seeing like the commercials for the pitch a perfect game. Exactly. That's first 2K. Person to do it. And yeah, as someone on the Xbox side and just a sports fan in general, you all know, you've heard it before. This is not only the best MLB simulation. Cause it's really the only one, but it is, Top tier, probably the best sports simulation game there is, right? Like, this wow. really makes FIFA, Madden, okay. NHL, Watch your mouth. NBA 2K. I mean, <laughs> I know you love them, but I, I'm being for like, me and Blessed this is just the be best like, sports simulation I don't know you if you've seen buy. me in the last month and a half, but I'm <laughs> dealing with an addiction right now. <laughs> and that addiction is FIFA. But I respect that. I, th- it's the truth. Sony San Diego puts out an incredible product. Will they ever put it in VR? Because I want to go up to bat in VR. And swing my <laughs> dual sense control. You know what? I want you to put it out there to Jim Ryan and the team now. Let them know that that's a perfect VR experience that probably should be worked on. Because truly, blessing that is something that should be added to a PSVR situation, even if it's a batting cage to start off. Home run derby, right? Like these are things that should be conversa- or should be having be in the conversation of, hey, this is what we want on this PSVR too. You have the best baseball simulation. Figure it out. Let's go. You know, that's a perfect call. Yeah, and have fun with it, which I, I think PlayStation really needs to do, especially with the, the show and MLB kind of leveraging their hand to be like, hey, you got to put this on other platforms. You got to put this on, on Game Pass. You can't put it on your own service, though, for for whatever reason, uh, probably because of whatever deal that they have with Game Pass. Um, but yeah, with it being kind of the best simulation out there, when it comes to like yearly iterations, it is one of the ones where it's like, all right, do I need to be buying this every single year? Probably not, and stuff like that, because it's just like tiny little uh, like updates here and there. So mm-hmm. it's uh, that is it's true. a weird one. So um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we go to Mobile, Alabama, oh, on whoa. May sixth, twenty ten, when Wade McGilberry bought a new baseball video game that offered a cash prize to the first pitch of a perfect game. His wife urged him to skip work and stay home and play. He didn't listen to her, but things worked out anyway. On his fifth try with Major League Baseball 2K10, McGilberry achieved the elusive feat and won $1 million in 2K Sports wow. Perfect wow. Game Contest. 
fifth game, wife told him to skip work and give it a try. That's amazing. What a story. What a she guy. told me if I was going to be serious about this, that I should stay home from work and play the game. <laughs> I decided to go to work anyway. <laughs> amazing. Good job. Hell yeah. Now it's time for PlayStation Picks. This is where we talk about what's coming out this week and the games each of us has picked to play on PlayStation. Starting with the drop, this week we're getting Power Wash Simulator, uh, Season, A Letter to the Future, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, uh, Football Manager 2023, and then Deliver Us Mars. Uh, this one I have a description for because this is a, a lower key one. Uh, sequel to the award-winning Deliver Us the Moon, Deliver Us Mars is an atmospheric sci-fi adventure offering an immersive astronaut experience. Explore new frontiers on a suspense field, a high-stakes mission to recover the Ark, colony ships stolen by the mysterious Outward. Uh, you might know Deliver, Deliver Smarts if you're a Patreon supporter because over on uh, the shit list, our uh, podcast or our, our show where we uh, talk about the top 10 lists that are out on the internet, I believe we talked about the top 10 astronauts in video oh, games. Wolf. And it was a rough list, but I believe their number one was the astronaut from Deliver Us the Moon. Yeah. And so if you want to play as an astronaut, that's highly regarded. The footage from this trailer has looked like three different games. At yeah, different this points. is a, there was a fourth I right there. Thought it was Returnal for a moment, and then it quickly turned. I was like, nope. Then it looked not, like The Sims. That. Then it looked like what the hell's gone now? It looks like Lone Echo. Like what am I playing? <laughs> Going to deliver Mars. Got to deliver Mars. Uh, PlayStation picks. Who wants to start for what they picked to play on PlayStation? I'm going to start with Greg. Hi, how are you? What up? Nothing. <laughs> playing a game, doing a show. You know how it's that. Uh, real quick, way long time ago in chat when I referenced uh, getting a trophy when I started a game for a review or whatever, somebody's like, did Greg ever confirm what game didn't have a platinum that he was bitching about the other week? And that was Season. Oh, yeah. I saw Season, A Letter to the Future oh. here. Well, that was one of the ones that kickstarted the whole fucking goddamn it. Tell them you want a platinum in your game. Season totally deserves a platinum, even though it's a game I, didn't, I, I don't adore. But it's a, it's a, it's a good game. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a game that would benefit from a platinum. Exactly. Because that's a game about, like, Collecting images and like oh. just going around existing all that stuff. We're already in the throes of review season, so of course I worked on Dead Space all last week uh, for the review that we did last week, and then since then uh, I did restart. Or yeah, I did restart Last of Us Part One. Uh, I I got you know the bug of HBO is on me of like I want to go through and play this again, so I started that up. But that was a couple nights ago, and I was pretty dang tired, so I went to bed real quick. And then yesterday, and then when I got home last night, I was really really back into Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed. Uh, they dropped a new DLC that has a new map to run around and play. Uh, there's a new ghost type that's a twist drop, and then uh, they also have this really cool thing, something to grind for. Of uh, you can get. Uh, shells for your equipment now to make them look like different equipment and they have the real Ghostbusters gear in there so you can go through and get a real Ghostbusters proton pack and Neutron wand and uh, PKE and stuff and they've added a bunch of other stuff in there that uh, since I played last so like shortcuts mics so we can get stuff quicker uh, new customization options they you can like manipulate the face with patches for your uh, your jumpsuit and stuff like that flight suit I love hearing that. I mean, Greg, you and I could talk for hours about these games, right, as a service and how do you keep it going. And I'm glad to hear something that you love, which is Ghostbusters Unleashed, right? Like, how does that content keep rolling out? Because you and I talked about it. It's like, you got to hit it, right? Yeah. The moment you get that spark, you got to keep that fire lit. And if you start to let it dim and not put content out, not have a roadmap, not yeah. get people excited, you start to slowly fall off. I like the Twitch drop you brought up. My yeah. worry, of course, is like, Locking that character only behind a Twitch drop, that's a different conversation. We didn't, you know, you just it's a skin. It. Like you but, I think it's still it's just a skin for one of the ghosts you already. But like that's a smart move, right? Because yeah. we talk a lot of these multiplayer games are driven by the Twitch audience, this live streaming culture we now have, right? And I, if you don't have people with the biggest and baddest streamers playing your game and engaging them to get it, right? Yeah. Like we see it with Call of Duty and Apex. Like there are certain ways to get game codes for that game to jump in early, right? You have to watch. 
That's a great way to get people engaged. So I like that. Yeah, I, you know, I joined Bruce and uh, Bruce Green in Hang Time yesterday on Bruce Green's channel, and he was on the front page doing it. It was like you know, seven thousand people watching yep, this play Ghostbusters deal. or whatever. What's interesting, especially on you know, and God bless you and the X Cast for having your moment of remembrance for Rumbleverse. Of course, a game taken before its time, but you guys had a great conversation about games of service, and you just mentioned it with Ghostbusters, and I think it's important to call out that Ghostbusters is not a games of service, and it's important to call out that I wish to God it was. Like, I wish there was a monthly battle pass. I wish oh, there was all okay. this stuff, a reason for me to go back, because if you remember at launch, we played the shit out of it, Yeah, and I obviously adored it because I'm a Ghostbusters super fan, but the trophies were bugged. So coming back this time for this DLC drop, I popped a whole bunch of trophies. And last night I went home and I was just on the grind. I didn't play with other people. I was just doing private matches, collecting uh, things, doing this, doing damage, break. You know what I mean? To yeah. get my trophies going. And it, uh, the whole time I was playing, I was like, man, I wish there was something monthly for me to come back and do. Mm -hmm. But I understand they're instead doing the DLC drops where it's like, all right, cool. Now there's a new map and this and the other thing to go do, which I like. And it does work right for me personally of like i'll get in i'll do it all and then i'm going to be done and i'll wait till they do something else but yeah that's a, a conversation time. i've always had and maybe you guys will have it one day is on the xcats i've always wanted to have a conversation of what is a games of service to you right i think there's such a blurred line and right like there's a true games of service there's oh that's not a games of service but it feels like that and that was on the precipice of us looking at outriders right and like sure what is that they were, game and they, they were very much they, we're not the a game team of service. was like we don't know what we are but we're kind of this but we're not that right and it's like I, I always wanted to sit down with the X-Cast crew and all of you are kind of funny and be like, what is the games of service to you? And like bring up 10 games like Blessing has done before and go, is that a games of service? And see who raises their hand and who doesn't. Because it is such an interesting conversation yeah. right now in 2022 or 2023 of like, what is that to you? You know what I mean? So yeah, okay. I like that. I'm glad that it's getting content though. Me too. Janet, what you pick to play on PlayStation this week? Uh, I'm mostly playing Dead Space, but I also yeah. wanted to shout out that I finally played Left Behind. The last of us Ooh. Left Behind. I played that for the first time. Um, I think it was just like in that in-between of like me not being on last week or whatever. But um, yeah, that, that DLC is awesome. Played in one sitting. Really heartfelt stuff uh, thrown mm. in there. And lots of like cool sim elements that I really enjoyed uh, in that. But to Dead Space, which is the main thing I'm pouring time into, I'm really trying to focus this year on finishing some of these games that I'm like, okay, I want to finish this. Let me just sit down and finish it instead of like half playing like two or three games at once. And then I try to get back to it, but then I forget all the controls. So I'm locked in on Dead Space. First time playing it. Never played the original. Um, I mostly love it, but there are a couple pain points I've ran into of just like, I hate being in the freaking flight suit. And I know the old one didn't even have the flight thing. That was a Dead Space 2 thing. It sucks. It's moving what? around there, fighting. I, I don't like it. It doesn't work for me. Okay. Um, a couple other deviations they make for um, when they walk away from the core gameplay of I'm going room to room and I'm like fighting things and like picking stuff up whenever it kind of deviates from that. I feel like it's a little bit weaker. Like there's a sequence where you're running room to room as fast as you can. But Isaac moves as slow as any human can. Um, and it's like, oh, there's like eight enemies and then I got to put the battery, but it goes in the other one. I'm like, this sucks. And then the checkpointing can be a little inconsistent to that point, which, of course, you will only notice that if you die often enough to like need to get checkpointed and i like die every now and then like fairly often ish i'm playing just on medium and sometimes it's at the save point sometimes it's not the save point but there are a few times where i like keep dying and i have to like rerun something that's very arduous the most recent one being like destroying the anomalies and like you're kind of like this vacuum area and you have to destroy these asteroids in the room after that you have to fight like a bunch of enemies which isn't too hard but you gotta like no strategize a bit unless you're just really good at the at the gunplay of like okay there's someone coming here and then i turn and there's a the small ones so i had to keep running back that whole sequence because i just couldn't 
get the enemies down and it takes like five minutes. So those parts have definitely been, um, you know, knocked down some of my like feelings towards Dead Space. But generally, it is a really great game with fantastic sound design. And as someone that's not a horror expert, I, I find it very manageably scary. It's pretty much actiony Resident Evil in space. So I, I feel like that fear is not too much for me to handle. So I've been enjoying playing through that. Mike, you uh, dust off your PS5 at all? Uh, you know, I finished God of War, so I have that. Oh. Uh, you know, loved that. We talked about it on Game of the Year. So that I guess that was like the end of the or last month, right? So mm-hmm. it's been a while since I have. But I do have a game that I would pick right now, and that is coming to you on PS Plus, Ali Ali World. Yeah. I know Janet has spoke about it a bunch here on this podcast. It was on my top 10 games of the year last year. Ali Ali World is a ton of fun, and for that to be on PS Plus, that's a must-grab, must-download, and that should be a must-try for you over the course of the month if you can make some time. I really love the art style. I love the world that they created. You guys know I love action extreme sports, and I'm, I get addicted to the trials mentality of one more try, one more try, and this has that gameplay in spades. It is a ton of fun. You can be creative. You can be unique on your playthrough and be you, but like every time you're going to be challenged and want to do it again. So play Ali Ali World. Heck yeah. Uh, for me, I've been playing a lot of Hitman. I've talked about it throughout the week, but uh, they've added the new mode, the freelancer mode that yeah. operates basically as a roguelite mode where uh, you start your run. You, you start off at the safe house. You pick up a contract, and it is you do a couple of missions that lead into the big campaign mission, and then you do that, and then you have like a new campaign mission that you'll do, and it's a string of probably somewhere around like 15 to 20 uh, missions that you want to do back to back and hopefully get to the end and take out all the targets and it is really hard and it has taught me how bad i am a hitman but <laughs> it's also really fun because um you basically start off with nothing and you can get you get to go out into the different missions and uh you keep the guns uh that you get but then like if you take those guns back out then you'll lose the guns if you lose them out in the missions and so like there's a lot at stake with each run, um, and it's been a really fun, really different way to play Hitman. Uh, and the thing, I, the thing I liked about it the most that I, I'm not, uh, I don't think I've talked about on the content is um, there's one feature in it where you know you're choosing the different contracts. There are different um, uh, types of contracts you can take. Like you, you can go after um, a um, uh, a psyops person, right? Which will will, will uh, require you to play a certain way. You can go after like environmentalist threat, which will mean that you have to get like environmental takedowns in your targets. Or you can go after a weapon specialist, which means you're gonna have to take out that target with uh, big weapons. And for me, when I typically play Hitman, uh, I usually I am a silent assassin, right? I am. Hey. <laughs> I want to until it all goes to shit. Yeah, until, yeah. <laughs> Nick Scarpino method is right. Exactly, but I I would uh, consider myself a lot more careful, right? When things go to shit, I am all right. Like either I, I'm going to die and restart, or I am going to get back into hiding and do everything over again. Um, I very much like to get the silent kill where I do the fiber wire and do all that stuff, and that's how I played through uh, most of the Hitman games. Uh, it, this Hitman freelancer mode with them adding in the objectives that are, hey, you're going after an explosives person, and so you are going to have to get this kill using an, an, uh, an explosive that stuff has made me play so much out of my comfort zone and that is actually where i've started to realize how great hitman is as a game right i've, I've already loved hitman but now that i am having to figure out all right i gotta use this loud weapon okay no i gotta use an explosive okay now i gotta poison this person would you say it speaks to a variety of playstyles? and i think it speaks to a variety of playstyles. yeah and actually it, it, number five it forces you to get into other playstyles <laughs> that you usually wouldn't do and i've been 
I've been realizing how bad I am at the game, but also I've been actively getting better at the game because now I've opened up my playstyle more into going, all right, if I want to do an explosive, I have to do X, Y, and Z thing first. All right, if I want to uh, get this knife kill on this person, okay, this, this area over here that I can lure them to is consistently more quieter than the other, other areas. I'm really learning um, a lot of the, the environments, learning a lot of the mechanics a bit more deeper than I would uh, traditionally playing through Hitman 1 and 3. And so if you're somebody who is interested in playing the the freelance mode i would say definitely check it out it's hard it's difficult but also i think it's really fun and really satisfying to play uh and so that's what i've been spending a lot of my time with excellent ladies and gentlemen thank you for spending your time with us of course this is ps i love you xoxo kind of funny's playstation podcast you can support us over on patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can watch live just like madeline cooper and matthew are of course you get the show ad free and you get dozens and dozens episodes bonus content all on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, you can get PS I Love You XOXO for free each and every Friday on youtube.com. Com, Tom, com. Uh, kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. But no matter where you get us, no matter where you support us, even if it's using that epic creator code kind of funny on Epic Game Store and Fortnite and all that jazz, <gasps> thank you. And until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.